Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Tell me. What one thing are you grateful for? Just one thing. I'm not saying you can't be grateful for more things. I'm just saying, give us you one better thing. better be grateful for two things. No, you can only be grateful for one thing at Don't a time. Don't get greedy. Yeah. Don't get greedy. <laughs> With your gratitude. Ah. That's what we're going to do to you if you try ah, to. No more. Hang up. What's the one thing that you'd like to share with us that you're grateful for? 651 641 1071. Tomorrow, I don't know if you know this, Bradley. What? Tomorrow's Thanksgiving. Did I already say who we are? We're the Colleen and Bradley show. Yeah, That's they know. why you showed up. Uh, we're and we're here. We're talking. They don't care. Yeah, exactly. They're like, who are Bob these and Sue. people? Uh, what, so tomorrow is the day, the, the one earmarked day of the year that we're required to feel gratitude. Yes. Um, you should really f- practice gratitude every day. It should be the attitude. But tomorrow's the day that we celebrate that. So I just was like, you know what? Uh, what's the one? Th- what's one thing you're grateful for? Let's just celebrate gratitude today. Let's do it. Let's open the gratitude lines. Six five one six four one one zero seven one. Let's go to the phones. We've got Jeff on the line. Hi, Jeff. What are you grateful for? Well, every season of my life, I'm so grateful for my friends. I have a penchant. Uh, for meeting good people and making friends with them. I'm always so uh, blessed and surprised. <laughs> well, I, that is definitely certainly something to be grateful for, oh, especially for sure. over this last uh, year plus. Having oh. having great friends is definitely uh, yes. a thing that we all need. Oh, for sure. Thank, Thank you. Thanks for your call and happy Thanksgiving. Six gobble, five gobble. one six four one one zero seven one. What are you grateful for today? What's just one thing? And it doesn't have to be a big thing. No, just one thing. It can be like a little thing. Like, do you want to know what mine is? Uh, yeah. A neighbor made a loaf of bread for us that looks like oh, a, a I turkey. Oh, I think that's so adorable, by the way. Kudos to your friend. That was you know, a great actually, job. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to actually take it a step further. It actually is not even a friend. It's not even anybody I know. I have, I'm on a group on the Facebook, and this is what makes Facebook worth it for me. It's called a buy nothing group and it's like a movement and there's a lot of them in different pockets, little neighborhoods. And if your neighborhood doesn't have one, look it up and make one because it really is people. It's a, it's a community building effort and people like will go on there and say, I've got this thing and I'd like to give it away. And so, and then people put their name in and then somebody gets chosen. And so it's a neighbor of mine that I don't even know. Took a random stranger's loaf of bread. She makes artisan. She's an artisan bread maker. Like that's actually what she does. Okay. So So you can trust her. Yeah. But it's just, it's so cool. That's lucky. I know it's kind of fun, right? We've got Sheila on the line. Hi, Sheila. What's one thing that you're grateful for today? Hi, Sheila. 
I'm actually hi. I'm actually grateful for my long term and long time BFF. Oh, that's wonderful. We're glad that you have a, a long term, long time BFF. Would you like to shout out a name? I have four. Oh, you have four. Give them all, roll them all out. Shout out to Lori. Shout out to Michelle. Shout out to Debbie. And a shout out to Lori. Oh, well, thank you for calling and, sweet. and sharing that with us, Sheila. Let's go to Julie. Hi, Julie. Julie, what's one thing you're grateful for today? I am grateful for the heart surgeon team at HDMC who gave me a second chance at life. Oh, yes. that's amazing. We are grateful for them, too. Yep, they're the greatest. Oh, Julie, thanks so much for that's calling in. That's a gratitude in and, moment. Yeah, that's big. Thank you for sharing that with us, and we're grateful for that as well. Bradley, what are you? What's one? What's one thing you're grateful for? I am for? so grateful for lying liars in Hollywood because know, without right? them, I would not have a job. It's so thank you, celebrities, true. for being full of lies and lying about them on a daily basis <laughs> to all of those around you. Because without you, I would not be able to go on a cruise. So that's beautiful. Thank you. That's beautiful. Let's go to Jody. Hi, Jody. Jody, what's one thing you're grateful for? My sister Katie, who's coming into town from Portland, and she's listening to you live right now because she's stuck at the airport. Oh, hi, Katie. Hi, Katie. Welcome Yay. to our great state of Minnesota. <laughs> Have a wonderful oh, time we here. We talk about you guys all the time, and oh. she listens there, and I listen live, and then we chat about you guys. Oh, so. that's sweet. I love We're happy okay, to know you're out you there. Too. Love you guys. Thank you. Thank love you too. You. Have a great gobble, gobble. Thanksgiving. Gobble gobble. Holly, what one thing are you grateful for? Just one, Holly. Only one. I told you we're limiting. The library. Oh, the yeah. library. You've really yes. been vibing with your uh, library. You're vibing lately. with the lib. Because I forgot you guys. <laughs> that it I, exists? That it, well, no, not that it exists, but what a wonderful can, community resource yes. oh, yeah. the library is. And I went and I got a Kindle on Facebook Marketplace yes. this weekend. And you can download load the library app and then boom, boom, there's a book. Free books. And audio books. You know what? I just want to say because uh, thank you, Holly, by the way. And um, thank you for thanking the library. <laughs> well. No, real, but I, what I was going to say is that we all can relate to this because, Bradley, I don't know if you remember this, but you had a library, like oh, yeah. a rediscovery of the well, library. The physical library. Yeah, yes. for sure. Because I did not realize I, I just hadn't been in a library yeah. in so long. I think there's a point at which you go from like, or at least I did. I will speak for myself because I know other people are like, like have been into libraries for a very, very long time. But for me. I went through this phase where I was like in bookstores constantly and then the physical bookstore world left us. Mm-hmm. Like there was no place to just go and bebop around books mm-hmm. other than the library. What? And so I walked through the doors of, you know, our downtown uh, library and was like, oh, my God, you guys, there is this place. And you brought it where and you, you can and go. You told like you came into work and you were like, yeah. I have something I have to share. And then you shared your love of yeah. the library. Yeah. And then I and then had it you, a couple years later. Well, you decided to like face your fears yep. and pay off your book fines. Which was only like $30. Yeah. Yeah. It was I mean, so it was dumb. Ridiculous. And now they don't have book fines yes. anymore. But the thing about the library, the physical library, the wonderful thing about that is just go. Yes. With, without an agenda and surprise yourself without Googling, without referencing, yes. without anything. Browse the shelves. 
and look at some books. They might also, interest you. Can yeah. I just point out that there are different kinds of libraries? That is true. And uh, like we have a wonderful uh, family history library. The Gale, mm-hmm. I think it's called the Gale Family uh, Library mm-hmm. at the Minnesota Senate History Center. Center. Yeah. And um, there are far more resources than just books and browsing. They have like special collections that you can you know, go through. So it's, uh, you have options. Well, and also a reminder that at your, oh my gosh, just like turn library, you guys, but also remember at the low, at your local library, I think they still have this. You can sometimes check out passes to go to actual things. Oh, sure. So like you can check out a pass to go to the children's museum or things like that. So if that's something that is typically cost prohibitive for you, that's a great way to be able to do it. And that's a service that they provide. And a lot of libraries have access, like online access to services that you can access from your home mm-hmm. or from the library. So, for example, if you don't want to buy the family history program ancestry or a membership because it can be kind of expensive, you can use the library subscription, usually at the library location that has the subscription. Yeah. And now I got the Libby app and then it's like your book is ready. Oh, and don't you just get I, so excited? Thank you. Like at one point I had like 20 books on hold or as many as I could have and they would just like pop up and I'd be like, I couldn't read them fast enough. Yeah. Also, you can get the Libby app on your phone. Oh, yeah. You're welcome, <sighs> everybody. When we come <laughs> Thank you, library. Library chat Yay. with Colleen Bradley and, and Holly. It's so funny because we've had like we've had the waves of library discovery and it always results in this like moment where we're all so excited about what the library provides. Grateful for it. Yeah, well. We really are. I mean, we're paying for it. Might as well use it. Exactly. Uh, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, my scroller isn't working, so you're going to have to tell me what we're talking about, When Bradley. we come back from library gratitude. Oh, that's funny. Is yours not working either? There, Somebody did something to this spreadsheet. We're going to head to oh, no. iRoll Avenue. We're going to rock down to uh, iRoll Avenue, Avenue after this on My Talk 1071. Oh, we are going to take another journey on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. We are going to rock down to iRoll Avenue one more time. And we don't have a song yet. Oh, we do. Electric oh, Avenue. Avenue. And then we'll take it higher. One more time. Oh, we're gonna rock down to Electric Avenue. Avenue. And then we'll talk about Dean McDermott and Tori Spelling. Okay, we gotta work on that, but still, you get the point. I roll Avenue. Thank you for the actual audible eye roll. <sighs> Dean McDermott and Tori Spelling are divorcing. Or that's what they'd like you to believe. Mm-hmm. He's now getting into fights because he's so miserable in his marriage with Tori. Mm. Not with her, but like people. I'll tell you about that in a second. Because that's healthy. There's no video of what I'm going to tell you about. Mm, interesting. Weird. Also looks totally staged. But it, mm. Is it with Emily Goodhand? <laughs> okay. Uh, I don't know what he does with his good hand. Hey. But even if it wasn't staged, this whole story just looks delightfully pathetic. Also... I lied yesterday when I oh. told you that People Magazine is not interested in their fake news palooza because they are, and I'll tell you why. But let's start with the Dean McDermott fighting with people exclusive over at page six, courtesy of Leah Bitsky. Dean McDermott gets into fistfight amid Tory spelling divorce rumors. Now, if I said that headline to you, Colleen, what would you say the story is likely about? Uh, Dean McDermott getting into fistfights with people. But if I said Dean McDermott is getting into a fistfight amid the Tory Spelling divorce rumors, that implies something. That he, that, no, I don't know where I'm going. 
that implies, I, I mean, I don't know. When I read this story, Dean McDermott gets into a fistfight amid Tory Spelling r- divorce rumors. It's about the divorce, right? Oh, like sure. They're trying yeah, yeah, to yeah. get you to believe that somehow these two are going at it. If not the two of them, something some, related to like some the jerk group. in a bar is like, you're getting divorced yeah. from Tori. And he's like, the heck I am. So, <laughs> so then I see photographs of him beating someone upside the head on the ice because, of course, I think he plays hockey. I don't know I mean, if he always has played hockey, whatever. I don't know because I don't care. But the moral of the story is the fight, as <laughs> told to me by page six, Includes the following words. Dean McDermott was photographed getting into a fist fight while playing hockey in L.A. amid rumors he and Tori Spelling are going through the divorce, which is a thing that the tabloids do where they conflate two things that are probably not related. They want you to think clickety clack. Dean McDermott is fighting Tori Spelling fist fights. Ooh, violence clicked. And then they what they say is like. I know we're all talking about these divorce rumors. Also, he, you know, went to the gas station or whatever it is. In this case, he did get in a fight, which is no small thing. Right. But still, if you go through the story, there's really nothing about it other than um, he was spotted throwing punches at an unknown opponent on Monday. Fortunately, both men were protected with helmets and knee pads as they tussled on their skates. Also, I don't know if you've ever watched a hockey game. Yeah, I was just going to say, it's not pretty standard. Yeah, like the joke is I went to the fights and a hockey game broke out like a hockey fight is as is as like pedestrian as going to the gas station. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just it's it's frustrating from that perspective, because I don't even know what the context of this fight is. There's nothing about that in this article. It's just like he showed up and here are some punchy photos but you have no context, so you're led to believe he just is so full of rage right now over these divorce rumors that he's literally taking swings at people at his hockey game. Yeah. And I'm like, I bet the two have nothing to do with one another. And also, can we please just for the sake of all that is holy in the world, stop talking about amid divorce rumors mm. when the only people spreading divorce rumors are Tori and Dean. Dean. Right. Like, this is coming from nowhere else. This is totally manufactured. This is totally, like, self-instigated. And it's so tiresome because the world just gobbles it up like it's gospel. And, like, I bet you if you went on the street and said, like, I mean, to the casual observer of pop culture, because you might have to fish a little bit to find that person on the actual street... But to the casual observer, they would just parrot whatever the headlines are, which right. is like, oh, Tori and Dean, like they're going through a rough patch right now. They're divorcing, probably. Like, okay, but why? Also, the, you know that? the real, real truth that I also like to just inject here is yeah. that... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. 
Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I guarantee you, if you did a casual poll of passersby yeah. and said, uh, hey, who, who's Tori Spelling married to? They'd be like, I don't know. What? I don't know. Yeah. Jason Priestley? Yeah. Brian Austin Green? Like somebody from 902. Yeah, like they Donna don't know, got together. Yeah. They don't know what a Dean and McDermott is. And they certainly is. don't know Dean McDermott's past. They don't know Emily Goodhand. I'm sorry, we do. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, we do too. You know, uh, we take that burden on as a social responsibility. But my point is, like, this is all so tired. Why doesn't yeah. anybody question this? Like, yeah. why doesn't Page Six, I mean, I know why they don't. Did you see the Christmas stocking thing? No. no. With what? Tori Spelling? No. What is this Christmas stocking you speak of? Oh, boy. Well, Tori Spelling has gotten rid of, or rather eliminated, Dean McDermott's oh. Christmas oh. stocking. Please tell me. On the hearth of the <laughs> Please tell me that there's an accompanying photograph of that stocking For just peeking outside of the garbage, like yeah. on the curb. Yeah, like just as she Dean, takes out her trash. Like upside down. As she's holding a notepad that says, <laughs> throw Dean's stocking away. <laughs> I wish... The stockings are all photoshopped. Oh, geez. I'll place this story yes, right here please. in the grid for oh, you I see to it. enjoy. Yeah. I mean, this, you guys. <laughs> this is so ridiculous. She's giving <laughs> you these photos. They're photoshopped. She can't even be bothered to have realistic. Oh, they real? do totally Photoshop. Real Christmas stockings with real names on them? No. <sighs> is her daughter's name Bean? I, I think, think that's that, a nickname. Oh, I was going to say. Or is Bo. that the name of the chicken? No, I think it's Bo. I think you're right. Oh, I think there's a Bo. H4. Liam, Stella, Hattie, Finn, and Bo. Is that the name of the chicken? Or the pig. Or the pig. The smiling pig. The pig made it into the holiday well, the pig, You know why the pig was so damn happy? It has a new pen. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, a pen? It's not writing. <laughs> you know, that's where they're keeping the pen. Yeah. yeah. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, celebrities behaving badly. We do have a name for them. That name is... D-Birds. And we'll tell you all about it when we come back on My Talk 107.1. Celebrities behaving badly. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hey, and we have a name for those celebrities. Yeah, that's it. That's the name. That's true. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Hollywood Life by Bonnie Fuller. Why? Because of this dumb article. I mean, if I do say so myself. (laughs) Um, Tom Cruise, 59, looks identical again to his Top Gun self at 23 and new pics on set of MI8. Okay, you said a lot of words. You threw a lot of movies in there. Also, I heard Tom Cruise, old self, uh, which means that his face isn't puffy anymore. So, okay, you just did a little bit of the deconstructing of this dumb headline, which (laughs) implies that we are going to open this up. We are going to see Tom Cruise looking identical to his 23-year-old self, even though he is 59 years old. Mm -hmm. Please open the article. I just did. Okay. Uh (laughs) Now, those photos are really close to each other, what he looked like when he was 23 and what he looks like now. Mm -hmm. And then feel free to continue scrolling. Of him yeah. on the set of uh-huh. MI8, which is Mission Impossible yeah. 8 by a brief. Mm-hmm. Um, does he look like he's 23? No, not at all. Not even a little bit. Not okay. even 
a little bit. I mean, listen, he looks like himself. Like he, like I look at that and I go, "That's Tom Cruise," which actually is an improvement from wow. the the recent picture of him that I was convinced was not him. And you were like, "No, that's him with a puffy face." So I want you to sit with that feeling okay. for a moment, and then remember okay. where you work. My talk. Yeah. 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 And then apply logic to what we know about. Nothing is real and oh, everyone smokes. Yeah. The, the puffy face was a recovery from uh, the work he had done to restore his face. Oh, I hadn't even thought of that. What oh. I was simply alluding to is like, here's this random website providing a headline mm. that says, Tom Cruise looks identical to his 23-year-old self. And then the article goes on to say, photos taken on the set of Mission Impossible 8 show Tom Cruise looking as if he hasn't aged from his days. He stunned fans with his changing appearance once again. And I began to think to myself, huh, if I'm Tom Cruise, what was my last appearance in social media slash the internet? It was when he went to the Indian restaurant in, um, I don't remember where, but anyway, London, I think. London yeah. And uh, they were like, had a great day. Tom Cruise showed up and they showed a picture of the two owners with Tom Cruise in the foreground. And I didn't think it was you Tom Cruise. It, right? I truly did and not believe the it world, was him. Uh, did not believe it was him. Most of the world said that doesn't look like Tom Cruise, yeah. which even if you, so if you believed it was him, you still were like, whoa, so somebody looks a little puffy, right? So you have all these headlines that yeah. are like, I mean, maybe I'm just a conspiracy theorist or I play one on the radio right. from noon to three Monday through Friday when it comes to pop culture specifically. But I thought, like, what do we know about Tom Cruise? I'll tell you, he is a person who's a member of the Church of Scientology, yes. which does a lot to like they get like, again, conspiracy theorists. Sure. But like the Church of Scientology has been proven to spend a lot of time and money creating media narratives and trying to get their stories out in the media to like portray themselves as a certain thing. Right. Usually it's pretty obvious and everybody's like, hi, we see what you're doing. Well, interesting that like after we saw Tom Cruise in a way where everyone was like, oh my God, that's not Tom Cruise. And Tom Cruise like is one of those people who's always concerned about the way he looks right, and the way he's represented in the media. For example, we've heard he's not a man of uh, tall stature. Um, yeah, and we've he's heard, vain. Uh, yeah, and we've heard a lot of stories about him wearing lifts in his shoes, standing on boxes to appear uh, taller, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's important to him how he looks and how he presents. So I haven't asked you to think about this until this moment, but do you see where I'm going with this potential story? Oh, that the Church of Scientology pushed or it? Or even that just Tom Cruise's people are yeah. now like, hey, Bonnie Fuller, yeah. here's some photos of Tom Cruise not looking so puffy on the set yeah. of MI8. He Now, they maybe embellished it a little bit, like, he looks like he was 23 again. But, like, it wouldn't surprise me right. if there was a coordinated campaign by Tom Cruise's people to get the word out. Although, like, when you just think about it, it sounds so absurd. But again, we're dealing with a person who has done some very absurd things yeah. and is connected very uh, close to an organization that frequently has done some absurd things. So, right. That I was lives like, also in a similar amount of denial. I was like, why yeah. would Bonnie Fuller's Hollywood life right. be really excited to tell us how 
Tom Cruise looks like he did when he was 23 when I'm looking at the photos and right. sure he doesn't look as puffy. Right. Well, also, that's a sexier uh, press release than, hey, everybody, the swelling's <laughs> gone down. Yeah. Take a look exactly. at him. He looks like yeah. a perfectly fine and actually very, you know, nice looking 59 year old. That is I true. Mean, he also looks like he's had work done. Well, hasn't everybody? Well, totally. To your point, there's a reason <laughs> that he was puffy. Right. Yeah. Right. Because that wasn't natural. It just wasn't the sodium is what we're saying. And look, also, mm. there's no shame in the work game. Mm-hmm. Everybody oh, gosh, does no. it. It's the denial no. of it right. or the like gaslighting of the rest of us right. who are like. We have eyeballs. And I have done this throughout my whole life probably, but especially within the context of this job where you're like, oh, yeah, I mean, it's absurd to think that somebody would go to such lengths to do X, Y, and Z. Like, turn on a Netflix documentary. Right. People will go to extreme lengths to protect. Because for us, it sounds like a lot of work for nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, why are you going to work so hard to get people to think that you didn't have surgery? I imagine it's far more about, like, that is what's required to make money. You are doing something to make money, and you are protecting your financial investment. So, like, having this narrative about blah, blah, whatever, whatever it is you're trying to lie about or gaslight us into not thinking about, is really far more about you protecting your career than it is about that individual thing, which is why it makes it so plausible for the person, Khloe Kardashian, Mm -hmm. etc., to just plausibly, you know, just be like, God, you have way too much time on your hands. Right. It's all your things. Like, why are you even obsessed with the way that I look? When the question should be, like... Why are you so protective of lying why, about Yeah, why are you so obsessed with lying? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because right. truly, like like you said, no shame in the work game. Like no. you walk right up to me and had go, it. what have you had done? I'll give you the laundry list. I'm yeah. not ashamed of it. Um and and uh, listen, if that if I were to run on any type of platform, it would be that we should be honest about the work. I mean, Colleen had. is a 79-year-old man. It's true. I mean, just brilliant but work. All the work brilliant. she has had done. I know it's mm-hmm. remarkable. I myself. I'll am give you my doctor's. Uh, Sixty-eight. Uh huh. I'm two hundred thirty-seven, and I'm not even human. Hmm. See, look at that. Look, we've all had a fair amount of work. I'm a raccoon. A raccoon. A raccoon. I don't know how that came out. It's a fancy raccoon. I'm a raccoon. Suddenly, that word sounds very odd. Like I actually want a raccoon. Raccoon. <laughs> Look at the raccoons running around the yard. <laughs> All right. A raccoon. <laughs> Why does like, that they don't sound, sound so like weird? rodents anymore? They're fancy. A raccoon. <laughs> but then what is it? Raccoon? Raccoon. Okay, wait. A raccoon. You're, you're going both ways. You're exaggerating way too much. That. A raccoon or a raccoon? It's, there's like a happy medium. Raccoon. Raccoon. <laughs> Raccoon. He looks like a Rocky raccoon. He okay. wears that monocle so oh, well. Geez. Rocky Rococo. Okay. Oh, do you want to hear who my D-bag is? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. So uh, mine is Bella Hadid. What? Oh. How do you do that? You can't kick her while she's down, right? No, well, she's not the one who's down. Good, then I down? can kick her. Wait, Wait no. what? What's going on? No, Which... I thought they're both having sad moments. Bella? Bella was sad on the internet. Okay. And her oh, sister yeah. broke up with Zane. What's her sister's name again? <laughs> what? Gigi. Raccoon. Raccoon. Thank you. 
okay. Well, Bella is. I'm sorry that Bella's sad, but I, listen, I, I I'm trying not to feel too bad because. Okay, so uh, I came across the story. This is actually from a while ago, and this is one of the things I love about BuzzFeed News. They'll be like, bring up some old uh, interview. But apparently, on an episode of Vogue's Life and Looks series, um, Bella Hadid talked about her childhood, and here's what she said. Oh, no. I never, growing up, had anything designer. My mom wouldn't let me. Uh, I think I got my first pair of Louboutins when I graduated high school. It makes me emotional, actually. What? No, because, she did not say those words. Are you kidding I'm me? I'm reading you uh, the oh actual God. picture, or the actual words she said. She was responding to a picture of herself from Cannes, where she's wearing a pair of Louboutins. She said Cannes. Cannes, France. Racan. <laughs> Cannes, France. Uh, where she is wearing a pair of Louboutins, and she says... I, it makes me emotional, actually, because I'm happy. I'm so happy in this picture. For the first time in my whole adult life, I feel so good about myself. I felt beautiful compared to my younger self. She was so sad, and current me is so content and happy. And this was all prompted by a pair of Louboutins, which she... Now, Holly and Bradley, I know both of you know the family tree of the Hadids. Anwar Hadid is their dad. That's, That's the brother. their brother. Mohammed well, Hadid excuse is me, their Mohammed is the dad. Yeah, yep. I know the family. Real estate yeah. developer known for his properties all throughout Beverly Hills. Uh, her mother is Yolanda Hadid, of course, a top model and also star of Real Housewives of Beverly uh, Hills. I almost said Beverly Hillbillies. We're having a hard time today. <laughs> I know. Her, her um, uncle was Jed Clampett. Yes. I mean, it's big. No, but the point of this is, this is not a young woman who grew up not being able to afford Louboutins. There is a major difference between we couldn't afford such things yeah. and my mom wouldn't let me. Right? Huge difference. Huge difference. Yeah. And this, My so, mom wouldn't let me get Louboutins either. Yeah, right? Because also, she couldn't she afford, afford it. Because yeah. we would have to remortgage yeah. the yeah, house. I also, gonna, I didn't know what if you had shown you me that kick word. me in the butt with a Louboutin. <laughs> right? Yeah. Is but that so, an instrument in the band? Right? So she was so she's upset. She's emotional because she got her first pair of Louboutins as an adult. Even though this was like richer than all of us and yeah. our whole family. It's like it's like when I showed up for college my first like my freshman year and realized very quickly that in uh, in the socioeconomic like ladder I was not at the top of my fellow co- classmates for the most part there were a lot I I had way more very wealthy classmates than I'd ever had in you know school and my friend group because I just we didn't come from that and they would t- the way they would talk my f- my the friends who we did share a similar socioeconomic background would just look at each other like do they know what they're saying? Right. They have oh, no they didn't clue. know. Did yeah. they say things like raccoon? Raccoon. <laughs> That's probably where I got it from. <laughs> oh, yeah. Picked it so up. They from the, the weekend we went hunting raccoons <laughs> in Khan. Oh, yeah. The shock of encountering other human beings when you're like, wait, you didn't have to work full time at the restaurant and pick up double shifts and yeah. your grandpa just gave you $10,000 of spending money just for the heck of it. And I'm yeah. here to tell you <laughs> not that we're bitter, but we've carried these memories for a long time. <laughs> Bella Hadid uh, did not ha- live that lifestyle. 
That's one of those things where you expect more out of people to whom much has been no. given, much is expected, mm-hmm. or whatever the saying is, because... Like, I, part of me doesn't blame her, per se, no. for the reality. Right. I would blame her for the... Uh, lack of understanding. Lack of understanding or, like, awareness. Right. Like, you're an adult now. You should look around and see. Go explore the world. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, This A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. World in a way that will teach you that maybe you have much more to be grateful for than the fact that you didn't get your first designer Louboutins, Louboutins until you were out of high school. Makes her emotional. Yeah. She's so much more happy now. I'm trying to remember the first. I no, I don't. I just I can't relate to that. Sorry. Bye. <laughs> I'm gonna go looking for raccoons. <laughs> when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, you actually might want to stay on that journey because if you don't go looking for raccoons, you're gonna have to stay here and listen to us talk. It's Colleen. This is the Colleen and Bradley show. My talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer, hey. and uh, you know we're just gonna frame it this way. Sometimes we just have a lot of extra d bags, and we have to just stick them in here. And uh, it's a d bag double down. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Who's in our double down today? Will Smith. Oh. Okay. Okay. Well. Huh. Dear God. Dear. Whatever deity, oh God, whatever Whoa. deity you all look up to and praise, can we all work together? Where can are we you? all work together? Where are you flying spaghetti monster? Yes. Yes, Holly, if that is your deity, by all means, can we all speak to that deity and ask that Will Smith, please stop talking about his sex life. I do he's not He's talking care. about his sex life? What? I know. So unique and different. So, you know, he's got this new memoir out. Um, it's called Will. I would like to retitle it won't because i won't be reading it um and and i don't think you need to because from what i can understand from cover to cover it's an ego-driven um journey through his sex life and his sex life i mean i feel like we've done this before right no there's more okay so for some reason i don't know why this is the excerpt today we're focusing on is uh, a story about this relationship that he had that ended up, how how do I say this? Ended up driving him to have so much intercourse that he developed a psychosomatic reaction to having the climactic experience. A schmorgasm, I think is what we call it. 
Okay. What? And why do we what? need to know this? But why? here's the thing. When I read it, I have to share it because I can't hold on to this by myself. Oh, so now you have to like burden Ruin us. your life. Yes. <laughs> Holly, yes. <laughs> You're welcome. Okay. Okay. So he talks about this girlfriend he had, a woman named Melanie. And Melanie uh, was unfaithful in their relationship. And um, he he loved Melanie a lot. Uh, he she had been the center of his life. She had he had become himself preoccupied with quote healing the pain of her trauma, right? So uh, right now you know we're entering into a dysfunctional relationship. Yeah, Fun, yeah, great. Sure. Tell me more. Okay. So apparently she cheated on him, and uh, he was he was absolutely heartbroken, and so he uh, resorted to excessive and indiscriminate sex. As a way of dealing with his heartbreak. Yeah. Quote, I desperately need relief, but as there is no pill for heartbreak, I resorted to the homeopathic remedies of shopping and rampant sexual intercourse. He writes in his memoir, Will. Shopping and rampant sexual intercourse. Sounds like my 20s. Yeah. Um, Anyway, he said he did this so much, he ended up having a, a psychosomatic reaction to having the climactic experience. Quote, I had sex with so many women and it was so constitutionally disagreeable to the core of my being that I developed a psychosomatic reaction to having a smorgasm. No. It would literally make me gag and sometimes vomit. Why are you doing this? Why do we have okay, to do this? So- Why am I here? Take it to your therapist. I do not need to know everything. So like, but I you mean, do because I just told you. No, I was going to say, well, you've you've now brought it to the table, so I'm going to have an opinion Good, about it. Um, because like, sure, that's interesting. And like, I didn't know that was a thing. Like, I, I know people react to things in different ways. And like the idea of like numbing pain with different stimuli, that's a totally relatable human experience yeah, for age, me. Age old story, too. So I can totally relate to that. But um, I think I think that. <laughs> I think the thing that I find particularly or like, what is it? Because because I ask myself, mm-hmm. so you tell me the story and I'm like, oh, here we go again with mm-hmm. these stories. What is the thing that rubs me the wrong way when a celebrity talks like this? Yeah. And I think it's probably the theatrical nature, which, again, actors, you know, like framing it in such an operatic way. Mm-hmm. I had sex with so many women. I was constitution or it was so constitutionally disagreeable to the core of my being that I developed a psychosomatic reaction to having a schmorgasm. Like there's just something so theatrical about this where I would probably just frame the conversation like I numbed my pain with sex and booze or whatever, yeah. you know, like whatever it was. But there's this like unique the thing I love about most celebrities and also despise is their ability to act as though they are the only person in the room. Thank you. But I appreciate that you kind of have to like, that's what makes them. Like, yeah, that's what makes a Will craft, Smith. Yes. Will Smith. Yeah. But to your point, like when do we go? Because I also think this, this is very, and we use this word way too much on the Colleen and Bradley show and probably in life. Performative. performative. Mm-hmm. Like, I would like to hear and see some things about Will Smith, and maybe they are in this memoir, 
but we seem to always be getting the the same chunks. Mm -hmm. I would like to see the other parts of the Will Smith that he's not so comfortable usually talking about. The messy part, like the but like the authentically messy part, or the parts that he is you know still struggling with, right? Versus like I am now going to perform my monologue from. The fantastic. I think that thing. Well, we don't have time, but that we've also just talked about the fact that he just looks down on everybody else's life experience from on high, and you get a whole lot of that in there. When we come back, what's your Black Friday strategy?